Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is it. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budget, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow. All in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increased their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite. And right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Head to NetSuite.com slash C-Suite for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Hello and welcome to Ascent Dental Radio, a program dedicated to the balance between the clinical aspect of healthcare and the business of healthcare. And now, here's your host, Dr. Kevin Coughlin. Good evening. This is Dr. Kevin Coughlin, and you're listening to Ascent Dental Radio. It's brought to you by Ascent-Dental Solutions, with a focus on knowledge, consultation, development, and training. Today's podcast, I'm very excited about. Uh, we have a, a guest, uh, Mr. Kevin McGonagall, who's been working with Patterson Dental since 2004. In full disclosure, uh, I've done 18 dental practices with Patterson Dental. I'm located in Massachusetts in the Connecticut area, and I can only tell you the service with Mr. Bob Trombley and Mr. McGonagall has not just been good, it's been outstanding. They've been able to take my visions and ideas and get these things uh, implemented, construction, without flaws, uh, with Mr. Craig Schweitzer uh, on 18 different occasions. Uh, I'm proud to have you, Mr. McGonagall. Kevin, tell me a little bit about Patterson, Patterson's vision, and what you see happening to dental practices all across the United States, if not the world. Well, uh, first of all, I just want to thank you for having me on. It's a pleasure, and uh, you're right. We have enjoyed a, uh, a very good relationship, and... Um, Hopefully the best is yet to come, and I think with some of the exciting technologies that are available today, uh, that's definitely the truth. I think the best is yet to come uh, for dentistry. Uh, as far as dental or what's happening worldwide, that might be a little bit too big for me. I'm willing to travel anywhere for dental equipment, but worldwide might be a, mu- a bit much. Uh, but here in New England, uh, I think what I'm really seeing, you know, I spend a lot of my time uh, building and designing dental offices for uh, a range of clients uh, of all different sizes. And what I'm finding is is the practices that are six, seven, eight operatories today, they're all looking to get to 10, 12 operatories so that they can take advantage of the technologies that are available 
and be able to offer more services in their building. Um, I think that's, when you look at technology, that's really the key. It makes these procedures easy to keep in-house and to be proficient at. I think that's really the most important thing. Kevin, we had a wonderful weekend at Foxwoods uh, recently, and Serona put on the 3D Summit. And I've literally gone to thousands of continuing education courses over my 34 years in practice. And it was really eye-opening about the action steps. The ability to do what seemed impossible is now not only possible, but very probable and very cost-effective. Could you... uh, Explain to our listeners, uh, in particular all healthcare providers, but in particular dentists, uh, the marriage of these technologies and what can be done today. So that's a good point. Um, you know, we represent a lot of different manufacturers, not just Serona. And I think what you'll find today is everybody can produce a beautiful image. Um, I don't think there's any question that the images, whether they're 3D or even the 2D images, what you're seeing in CAD CAM, everybody's producing fantastic images. But I think what Serona is doing above and beyond is they're creating a pathway to performing these procedures, whether it's endodontics and doing, uh, keeping more in-house that maybe you would have referred out in the past, making implantology easy to digest and understand and start down that path with, uh, you know, easy surgeries. And uh, airway is also probably the next big topic that everybody is talking about. Being able to analyze, create awareness, and uh, ultimately help your patients, you know, with whatever needs they present with. I think that's really what you're finding with Serona uh, when they combine their CIRAC CAD CAM technology with their Galileos 3D images, it seems that the sky's the limit. Uh, every six months when you show up to a new course, they have something new. And uh, it's mostly soft and see. it's mostly software driven, isn't that correct? Right. I was in an office today with a doctor who has a Galileos machine from two thousand nine and he's still able to do everything that a brand new machine today would be able to do. Um, and a lot you know that it's on a platform that's built for growth because that's what they're trying to accomplish, right? They're constantly pushing the envelope, making new procedures accessible for the general dentist. And for the dentist listening, uh, real-life example, uh, the Galileos, when you take your cephalometric view uh, in a 3D dimensional image, you can see that airway, and if that airway is less than, let's say, 15 millimeters, you know that there's restriction. You know that the patient not only is a snorer, but there's a high probability of sleep apnea, and you're doing a world of good to make that diagnosis and recommend either an intraoral device, a CPAP device, or perhaps even a combination but a, a device to uh, decrease uh, the sleep apnea and really significantly improve the quality of life. I think we all may have heard uh, the engineer 
that injured in Hoboken, uh, New Jersey, over 100 people, and they believe the early diagnosis is the gentleman had sleep apnea and may have fallen asleep at the wheel. So this is something that uh, all of uh, the dentists that I know of, uh, whether they're a seasoned dentist or a new graduate, would certainly benefit. The other thing that uh, we learned at the 3D Summit uh, was the integration of surgical guides uh, with the CEREC unit and the milling machine, the ability to take a 3D image and then have the surgical guide created. Uh, can you uh, ex- expound on that a little bit, Kev? So when this, when they first started talking about this, you know, I started with CEREC back in 2004 and things like this were, were, were dreams at that point. You know, what, what if we could, um, you know, mill implants or, you know, at first we were just restoring uh, implants with CEREC crowns and, and it kept moving forward. And now what you're able to do is really it started with the idea of being able to plan from the top down. I think often a general dentist, you know, they would get, uh, an implant back uh, from a specialist, and now they're stuck with trying to figure out how to restore it uh, so that the patient is left with a, a good clinical condition. So when you have all the information in the beginning, you know what the outcome is going to be before anything happens. And being able to walk a patient through that to say, you know, here are the conditions that need to be met before you're a candidate for an implant. Here's exactly what that restoration is going to look like. We can copy the tooth that you have now because it fits well in your mouth with your occlusion and your bite. Um, it really makes, again, it makes these procedures accessible, not, not only for the clinician, but the patient. They're able to understand what's happening and that relationship between the uh, digital impression from the CEREC and the 3D cone beam image from the Galileos. When you combine those two data sets together, um, what you're able to produce in-house is quite incredible. Uh, everything from milling surgical guides, um, restoring all types of restorations. Actually, uh, even milling to... the abutments for the implants. Right, right. I was going to say, now you're milling zirconia in office. Um, so, you know, there's always something new, which is which is great. I could tell you as a CEREC user and a cone beam user, the ability to show the patient something in three dimensions yeah. is just extraordinary. Uh, If I could digress a little bit with your background in designing so many offices all over uh, the New England area, if if you had to say the ideal dental operatory for dentists saying, look it, I'm only going to be practicing for a few more years. I don't think it's worth the investment. Um, My personal opinion in coaching says you should make the investment. You should make your practice the most valuable, not the least valuable, and you should constantly be investing in this. Can you explain what some of the technologies, what would be the ideal dental operatory in your opinion? Um, Well, when I look at this, so I have this conversation often with doctors who are considering an investment, but they're maybe, you know, they think they're about five years from transitioning out. And it it always kind of comes into question. And the way that the value of the practice is calculated is typically going to be based on the last three years and the production and collections over those three years. So anything that you can do towards the end of your uh 
practice life cycle to get that production trending upwards is going to be a benefit to you. So you look at a couple of different um, technologies that are available and kind of the associated learning curves that go with them, which ones you can integrate the fastest and have the most out-of-the-box success with. Um, the easiest, I think, is imaging, right? So if, if you're a practice and you don't have a panoramic, that is a huge practice builder. Um, not only in, in the way that you image patients as they come through the practice, but also in the increase uh, anatomy that you're able to see, uh, you know, and the amount of dentistry that you're able to find and diagnose. You can only treat what you can see. Um, so that relationship is important to practice growth. Um, then I would look at something like CAD CAM, uh, maybe a little bit more of a learning curve, still not a steep learning curve, but something that you have to be invested into the concept of uh, CAD CAM chair side dentistry. And if you can wrap your head around that, bring that into the office um, and basically transfer your lab bill to a CIREC payment, reduce chair time, again, be able to add more services in-house, eliminate second visits. It's not only a benefit to the practice financially, but it always goes back to the patient. You're providing an exceptional, exceptional clinical product as well as valuing their time and what it takes for them to come to your dental office. It's very difficult to get out of work once, let alone twice, three times. You know, Kevin, uh, I've uh, purchased uh, almost 18 practices over my last 34 years. And I think subliminally what many of us, myself included in this, unfortunately, is we fail to understand the impact that it has as an undersurface to your staff, to your team. When they see the doctor investing, they know that they're investing in the business, which means you're investing in your team's future. And there's just an an automatic uh, plug. Uh, The energy, the excitement increases dramatically because people like to see new and different strategies implemented for improvements. And those improvements are for the patient base, but there's these underlying mm-hmm. current, this underlying current sure. for the employees or team members that is incredible. And the other thing that I've seen, uh, we interview probably three or four times a month for dentists to join our team. And over and over again, the single thing that they see is they're impressed that we have all the technology that's available we're able to implement that technology and these new graduates are drawn to that technology. They've been born into it, they've grown up with it, and they expect it. And for those dentists thinking about transitioning, I cannot tell you the importance of having an up-to-date, state-of-the-art practice. Uh, Would you agree with that? Absolutely. And team buy-in is always very important uh, when you're bringing on these technologies. You know, often being a dental assistant isn't that exciting. But when you bring in a CAD, a piece of CAD CAM technology and you give your assistant training where they're now they're involved in creating a restoration, I mean, that that's job satisfaction. That's extremely valuable um, to the, you know, the, the health of the practice. So that, that's very important. Um, 
anytime that you can get your staff to buy in or give them a new opportunity to learn, that helps the practice grow. I've seen these technologies rejuvenate dentists who think that they're going to retire. You give them something like a Cirect machine, something that they've always read about or thought about, and they see that it's easy and it's possible, and it changes everything. And, and you know, instead of going home, they, they work out a one operatory and they do the cases that they like to do and still enjoy practicing dentistry. I see that all the time. Well, I, I normally don't like to plug the listeners, uh, but with Patterson and for you in particular, uh, I just would like the audience to know that on several occasions, I have called Patterson and in particular, uh, Mr. Bob Trombley and Mr. McGonagall. They've come down to a site. They've lasered off the dimensions and literally within a week or less, they've given me some diagrammatic uh uh, layouts of what they think the operatories, the sterilization area, the reception room, uh, the business office, the consultation room should be. Uh, the phenomenal service and the speed at which that service can be done is just really mind-boggling. Uh, and then their ability to work with the contractors uh, to put together the vision uh, along with the designers, you really get uh, a beautiful end product not only that's cost-effective, but very efficient. Uh, do you notice that more and more people are going de novo, or are they purchasing existing practices and renovating those practices? Um, it's still a pretty healthy mix. I would say more it's purchasing and renovating, um, but this year has been my busiest year ever, and I am building a lot of new buildings uh, Right now I have one in Connecticut, Western Massachusetts, and Vermont, uh, all brand new buildings. So the state of the dental market seems healthy in New England. Um, and I will say about our plans, actually, now everything is in 3D, and you can even do, a, uh, if you're at the Yankee Dental Meeting, you can see your office in virtual reality, which uh, is pretty neat. So we can put you in the building, let you see what it actually would look like if you built your office of your dreams. So uh, a lot of neat opportunities to think big and that's really what it's about when you're when you're undertaking a project like this you always start with ideal right dream state start with ideal what would what would you do if everything was free and then you start to work backwards and you add some reality in there and some budget and some time constraints and what you end up with is you know it's never perfect but it's usually great and it's an opportunity for you to be as successful as you want to be to provide excellent patient care, to provide a great environment for your team and your staff, and to, you know, have a great lifestyle. Kevin, really with your expertise and, and background since 2004 in this field, what would be the ideal uh, size for a, a typical general dental practice? Would it be 1,500 square feet? Would it be 6,000 square feet? What would you say would be the ideal square footage? Uh, in New England, you're still looking for about four to 500 square feet times the number of operatories that you want. And like I mentioned earlier, practices are always looking for space. So I think that you need something that can handle, even if you think you're going to be by yourself. I would plan to be able to have five or six operatories um, and those operatories, so Kevin, yep. when I started 34 years ago, uh, they were generally fairly small, eight feet by eight feet. Do you see those operatories getting larger? 
A tiny bit. Typically, I'm gonna I would want to be 10 feet wide by 11 and a half feet deep for a, um, a four-handed operatory, a, a doctor operatory. Uh, hygiene, you can be a little bit more narrow. Often, you know, in the eight and a half to nine feet wide, but I still like to have that 11 and a half feet depth. And for a sterilization area, what would be the ideal square footage? Uh, right now, there's a lot of new guidelines from the CDC, and they're really looking for at least 10 linear feet so that you can have proper separation between clean and dirty. Your clean side starts with your autoclaves. So anything that you can do to separate that from the dirty side um, is a plus. So you're usually looking for at least 10 linear feet to make that happen. And since I know we have several thousand listeners, in particular dentists, listening to this podcast, if there was one piece of equipment that you said you really need to implement into the practice. You design it for all the bells and whistles, but in the real world, sometimes we have budgetary constraints. What would that ideal piece of equipment be in your uh, expertise? Uh, 3D panoramic. That is probably number one on the list of spaces that we build for the future. And can you give us a ballpark, uh, uh, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, but for a ballpark, I know Galileo's has a number of different options, uh, but what would be uh, Mm -hmm. uh, an estimated fee that you could uh, expect that dentist to make the investment, a range? Oh, uh, um, well, a panoramic, a 2D panoramic, you can get in the mid-20s, and, you know, the largest field of view, 3D could be as high as 175. Okay. So, and for our listeners out there, although I'm a little prejudiced, I would say you got to go with the 3D dimensions. It's like watching black and white TV compared to a color TV or a TV and high def compared to no high def. Uh, you can take that yeah. through experience of 18 dental practices over 34 years. Go for the 3D. I don't think you'll be sorry. Hey, Kevin, I can't thank you enough for uh, taking the time today for today's podcast. Can you tell our listeners the best way to reach you, in particular in the New England area, in case they have more uh, significant questions? Absolutely. Uh, Again, I'm at Patterson Dental. Our office is in Rocky Hill, Connecticut. I'm all over New England, Connecticut, Western Mass, Vermont, Albany. And uh, you can reach me at kevin.mcgonagall at pattersondental.com. M-C-G-O-N-I-G-A-L. That's great. Hey, Kevin, thank you so much for uh, taking time. Uh, you've been listening thank to you Ascent. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome anytime. You've been listening to Ascent Dental Radio brought to you by Ascent-Dental Solutions with a focus on knowledge, consultation, development, and training. My name is Dr. Kevin Coughlin, and I'd like to give special thanks uh, to our podcast producer and developer, uh, Mr. Doug Foresta. Thank you again for listening, and uh, everyone have a nice evening.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.